Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Welcome into this Golf Channel podcast. Ryan Burr with Will Gray and Robert Damron. Guys, uh, the Predacons Cup is here. Uh, not a whole lot of fanfare, not quite like the Ryder Cup, but surely anytime you, you get team events uh, to play for your, your country and the international teams, your countries, it, it seems to bring the best out of players, that is for sure. Uh, when you look at this 12th edition of the President's Cup, have you ever seen the United States team that is this overwhelming a favorite? No, and, and it looks to be that way for many years to come, Ryder Cups and President's Cups. There's a lot of youth. Uh, you know, DJ's one of the older guys on the team. You see so much great golf uh, out of these young guys, and they're going to be going for so long. The question I have, maybe one day do these guys start to skip these events maybe? They're getting so wealthy. They've played a guy like a Spieth or a Thomas. They're going to have played so many team events after so many years. Uh, will they maybe take some off later? I kind of doubt it, but well, I, mean, I the, think the, about it. The Ryder Cup, let's be honest, there's an argument to be made that the Ryder Cup next to the Masters right now mm -hmm. is the second biggest thing going. It's the Masters, and then it's the Ryder Cup before the Open Championship, the U.S. Open, and the PGA. I mean, the be. Ryder Cup has really ascended. Uh, the President's Cup played, obviously, in the year where they're not playing the Ryder Cup. Uh, it is a big deal, uh, especially if the International could win. But, Will, does that have to happen for it to become a big event? Does the international team need to upset the United States like the Europeans did a few times in the Ryder Cup when all of a sudden, wait a minute, we're losing? Now it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I think so, but I think we've also been saying that for a decade, where it's like this is the time when the internationals will step up and then it'll be a rivalry and it'll be a little more back and forth. I think everyone pointed to Royal Melbourne in 2011 that that was going to be the one where they got it back, didn't happen, and, and the beat rolls on. I agree that the U.S. is a favorite. I don't know that they're as big a favorite as they have been perhaps maybe eight or ten years ago, but we can get into this more as we go on. I think the depth of the international team, nine to 12, is where they really suffer mm -hmm. in terms of how, how stacked the U.S. team is, one to 12. But you're right, Ryan, especially the way that the calendar goes when you have a home President's Cup right after a home Ryder Cup. It just shows that it, it just kind of pales in comparison. When you think about where we were at this point last year, the lead-up to Hazeltine, the whole place was going bonkers, and I don't think we're going to quite reach that level at Liberty National. Well, we are playing the 12 President's Cup at Liberty National. If you haven't seen the golf course, it truly is in the shadows of New York City and the Statue of Liberty. Uh, the fans of New York, Robert, they are, they are known to be uh, loud and proud and, and made their, their presence felt. Do you think that there will be a, a home field advantage type presence? I think that that is going to play a role. Uh, and that will add to the feel, more like a Ryder Cup, more of a, of a 
War by the Shore, you know, mm -hmm. at Kiowa kind of feel where the New York fans, they can get crazy like that. And it's a lot of fun, but um, that atmosphere and attitude, the only thing is it can spur the other team on too. It really can. Uh, uh, you think of McElroy with the I can't hear you and keep coming or yeah. Sergio the way he used to do. Um, it, it can spur them on, but it's going to it's going to add to the excitement of the event, the gallery there. There's because there's no there's no there's no gallery anywhere else in the U.S. that's going to be like that area. It's like a dry run for uh, Beth Page in 24 yeah. for the Ryder Cup. Oh. I mean, does the President's Cup work for you, Will? Or, or does this thing need to be here? In in lieu of an off week, I mean, some golf is is better than no golf, even though the schedule is stretched thin. I I enjoy watching match play. I enjoy watching these guys represent their country and for the international team. They, conglomerate of countries let's say uh, i do think that it would help if it was a more balanced match if it was if it was not something that the u.s kind of just showed up and checked the box and and you moved on i think that but what could you really do to make that happen i think that they they need here's the thing i think that they should change the format to be more like the Ryder cup but they won't do it because they don't want to be exactly like the Ryder right. cup that the thing that hurts the international team is how many matches you have to play it's gotten better than it was six or eight years ago where they've thinned some of the matches down. You don't have to play every single to player. To your point, they are so weak at the bottom. Right. The depth is where the international That's, team gets hurt. And that I think if you had something where you had four matches per session instead of five, it would allow the, a guy like Nick Price to sit certain guys, and I think that it would make for a more even playing field. There is a part to the Ryder Cup, though, when you, you go, part of me feels like maybe there's too many people sitting when one match, yeah. there's only four matches right. going on, and when you've got uh, too many great players that they can't play them all, and then... And then also you Doesn't get... Doesn't that bring some strategy you in get, It does, but you get situations where, um, like on the European squad uh, a few years back, and maybe you guys will help me because it's escaping my head, uh, a couple players didn't play at all right. until the, the, the singles. Yeah. Not, uh, um, and I'd rather see a little more action right. playing. So, but I can see both sides of what you're saying. I, I guess the, the biggest thing <clears throat> is this is golf. And unlike any other sport where you have a dominant team, it is tougher in golf to show your dominance. You see it every single week. Uh, your world yeah. number one, Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth, just uh, both got beat by a rookie, Zonder Shoffley, <laughs> in the Tour Championship. I mean, would it be, I mean, on one week, you're talking about Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day, and, and some of the, I mean, they could be the two best players there by a mile yeah. on this particular week, which does send... Uh, the idea that anything is possible for the international team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look at Siwoo Kim as a microcosm. If you can tell me what Siwoo Kim is going to do in any given week, I will tip my hat to you and move on. I mean, that guy has been an enigma outside of his crazy week at, at TPC Sawgrass. But, yeah, I think that it just goes to you, – you look at the five, six, seven guys in the international team. You're talking about Adam Scott, Leishman, Ustase, and Schwartzel. Mm -hmm. Would not surprise me to see any of those guys beat Spieth, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson – in a singles match or even in a, in a four-ball match. Brendan Grace and Louis yeah. Oosthuizen, uh, just the last time Money. we had the President's Cup, were unbeaten. Right. And yeah. a lot of good it did, though. Well, but <laughs> I'm just saying. It I, went I to agree. the final, it it went to it the final match. It did. A lot of good it did them. <laughs> sure. for, for, for TV purposes yes. and for entertainment value, the last President's Cup in Korea was fantastic. Better than expected. I think we went into that President's Cup thinking similarly to what we're thinking right now. We didn't really anticipate, I mean, a, a huge home field advantage in South Korea. You had Sang Mu Bay playing in his home country. But for it to come down to that putt, you know, Anurban Lahiri missing on the 18th green and Bill Haas making, I think that was a lot tighter than we expected going into it. If, if the internationals do win that, 
Okay, let's just reverse history. And Sang Moon Bay's uh, shot that he duffs goes in the hole. Bay wins it at the last, yep. is relieved of his military duty for winning <laughs> yeah. the President's Cup. Uh, let's just take from and, and give that. So now the United States is coming home to Liberty National, having just lost the President's Cup outright. Does that change the anticipation and excitement, Robert? It would have helped. It would have changed it a little bit. Uh, frankly, the U.S. probably needs to lose one or two. That's what got uh, uh, Seve and his team winning at Muirfield Village first time ever in the, the United States with the Ryder Cup. Catapulted the Ryder Cup quite a bit, and that needs to happen. And how are we going to get the international team, their desire up the way that those old guys uh, from Europe, their desire was up for the Ryder Cup? I, I'm not sure. That, that's well, the big Well, piecing question. together, Nick Price has a tough, tough yeah. job. Uh, let's start with their best player on paper, Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, what's the right pairing for Hideki? That's, that's a great question, and I, I even wonder if Hideki is the best player right now, given his struggles through the playoffs. You know, there was talk about maybe a hip injury. His manager said last week at the Tour Championship that no, he's just tired. You know, the Hideki that we saw six weeks ago at the Bridgestone shooting 61 yeah. could beat anyone that sure. the U.S. Yeah, no one has to, to offer. Uh, but after that, I mean, I could see him. You could maybe put him with Adam Scott. I think that could be an intriguing pairing. I think that everything... The focus is going to be on Adam Scott, that he is always the soft-spoken guy. He's very articulate but careful with his words, and he has made no bones about the fact that he is absolutely hungry and motivated to win a President's Cup. He said it especially the last two times at, at the President's Cup, but I think it still bears remembering this time around that he's the guy that's going to be the crux of this team. Yeah, I think that's interesting because I, I, I almost saw Adam Scott the second half of this year with the new baby and the wife all the way back in Australia, and he was going back and forth a little bit. Um, I don't want to say not put his best effort in, but it didn't seem like he was fully vested in, in what he was doing over here in the United States and almost didn't want to play, and his wife even sent him back to play some in, in the playoffs, and uh, the putter has been bad. It's just been bad. Yeah, it's been brutal so let, let's, if he can come in, and Adam Scott comes in, he's got his pom-poms out, he's cheering along, they put him with maybe a couple of the rookies, and he's pulling them along, he wins points, shows a lot of enthusiasm. He could be the one that brings this that team over the top. That'll be interesting. Uh, let's touch on the format a little bit. Obviously, it is a 30-point uh, system. Uh, the U.S. did win in Korea 15-and-a-half to 14-and-a-half two years ago. So we kind of touched on the format. Does it need a tweak? If, if I gave you that magic wand right now, would you just move it to the Ryder Cup in the same format? Uh, I think I would. Yeah, I think I'd probably get pretty close. I mean, we've got it's five. Even out the playing field. It would. And we've got five matches each of the first two sessions instead of four matches in the Ryder Cup. And the Ryder Cup, of course, goes three days versus this is going to be four. So I think that there is, there is intrigue, at least, in stretching it out to four, that you have that first five points worth of matches, and that is going to – you're just going to sit on that for the first day. And whether or not you're up, if you're internationals, you're up 3-2 or you're down 4-1, somewhere in between, I think that that's going to be interesting to set the tone early versus at the Ryder Cup where you're only set, setting the tone for four hours. And then you've got more matches to go back out. But, uh, yeah, I think that anything that... that I mean, the less amount of matches, every time you take away a match, the pressure of the match that is being played increases. Right. And when the pressure increases, doesn't the drama increase? I would think so, but and I also that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, I mean, how much drama was there when Tiger and Ernie played each other in the playoff? Of, what oh three or so? Only thing going yeah. on. Oh two. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Oh two. Uh, yeah, that, there's. Um, I, I'm not sure you could really tweak it like that. Though. It's it's its own thing. It's 
it's different. It doesn't want to be the Ryder Cup. It's a little different than the Ryder Cup. But you're who doesn't want to be? Why day. wouldn't you not want to be the Ryder Cup? As as Ryan said, that's the that's the second best event in golf most of the time. I fully agree. But you can't. Uh, there's no other Masters either. People can't try to I be understand. like that. It's just a different thing altogether. And not just because it's a green jacket or it's Augusta National, the course, there's a mystique and an air and a respect. It's like an open at St. Andrews being better than everything, uh, the other open championships. Why? Uh, you can't put your finger on it. It's just history. I will put it this way. I think that if the same organization was running the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup, there would be the same event, but just split teams. I think that the issue goes back to PJ of America versus PJ Tour and that the Tour doesn't want to be seen as a copycat. Well, that's kind of what I said. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go to Nick order. Price, who is, uh, he, he's done this before. He's never been victorious. He, he does want this and wants it in a bad way, especially on U.S. soil. Uh, let's kind of think about some of the pairings that uh, he could possibly throw out there that you can come up with a reason why you think it might work. Uh, we mentioned Hideki. You think the best partner for Hideki would be who? Uh, you know, I, I'm going back to, I said Adam Scott, but I do think that, Robert, as you pointed out, I think that Adam Scott could go well with some of these rookies with a guy like Adam Hadwin or, or Emiliano Grillo. Mm -hmm. uh, you could maybe put him with Brandon Grace. I know that the South Africans, Ustase and Schwartzel and Brandon yeah, Grace. Yeah, break that up. Like to, like to play together. But I mean, they, were got... too, they were too successful to break okay. that up. All right. Hideki's kind of an enigma, too. I mean, we didn't even know he was married with a kid until he decided to tell us. So That's impressive in, in 2017. To play absolutely. Who's his friend? I mean, who's I like his Jason, friend? I like say. Jason Day. Well, I mean, what about Hideki and Jason Day? Right, I'm like, saying, let's I, go out there and, and put the meat out there and say, let's go, boys. I think Jason Day would be better paired with Leishman. I think that a Day-Leishman pairing be pair, right? would be – that has a higher ceiling in terms of getting – Jason Day to get on, on track because he's been sporadic, you know, just, just like Adam Scott this year. He's coming around the last six or eight weeks, and he's, he's trending in the right direction. But I think that putting Day with Leishman could have a so lot of potential. Boost Hazen and Grace are an automatic. Right. You get the sense that Leishman and Day will be an automatic. Now you really are trying to find someone to, to really go with, on paper, your best player in Hideki Matsuyama. Maybe you do throw youth his way and, and just understand that there's not going to be a whole lot of dialogue and chemistry. But it, I mean, in the Vegas. end, that's the, that's the tough part, isn't yeah. it? You think maybe Johnny Vegas just for an explosive pairing that if Johnny gets hot and he could dominate a golf course with his driver, um, they need points. They need points early. This is, uh, you know, they're going to have to throw strength out early because if it, if it's, if international team not being the favorite, obviously, falls behind early, this runs the risk of being a Solheim Cup or a Walker Cup, which we're just blowout so um you're gonna have to throw somebody strong so uh, you know maybe take that risk with a, a jonathan vegas you still got schwartzel in the mix there if you're gonna sure. put if you're gonna put grace and Usain together well that's true charles schwartzel is never a bad option in, no, that, in, that, especially that, in that's not a bad option let's talk a little bit about the pressure that the united states does face and similar to an ncaa tournament uh, basketball kind of thing where you have a number one or number two seed going against a a lower seed that uh, is trying to pull off the miracle, the longer they can hang around, you start to see the pressure mount. Yep. Could that be one of the, the best calling cards for the international squad? I think so. I also think you've got to wonder, going back to your earlier point, what's the motivation for the U.S.? How often can you really step your game up just to win the eighth or ninth in a row versus the fire that they felt last year at Hazeltine or even the fire they might have felt if they had lost in Korea? I think that that, that would have changed the stakes of the President's Cup, but I also think you would have had a much more motivated U.S. side. I this think time. what saves the U.S., not saves, but I think a huge help is the amount of rookies. Yeah. 
and for them, uh, they're not going to know the difference between the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup because right. this, this is, is going to be the most nervous they are. It's going to be the whole team that they've dr dreamed about yep. their entire young careers and watched on TV. So for them, this is going to be the biggest thing that's ever happened to them. That's, and President's Cup, for a guy like me that hasn't been around that long, I didn't grow up thinking of President's Cup. Sure. These guys did. Right. Yeah. They're young guys. The President's Cup was around when they were born. For Daniel so Perger it is a bigger and Justin deal for Thomas, them. this is a big deal. And Kepka, I mean, you've got two rookies who for President's Cup who are major champions. Yeah, you don't think about that. They don't feel <laughs> like rookies. I know. Justin and Kepka, I mean, if you throw them out and said, here, uh, go play uh, against whoever you're playing against, they're the favorite against anybody, you'd think, and they're both rookies, but that goes out the door with them. Let's two. go to Steve Stricker now, who does have the wealth of, of, of all these riches to deal with. Uh, everyone seems to think that why would you just, you just throw Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth out and let them do, do their thing. I think Spieth, I don't want to say demand, but I think he will make it known to Steve Stricker that he wants to play with Justin Thomas. What do you think? I think Thomas is going to play with Fowler. I think you can go JT and Fowler, and I think you could stick with Spieth and Reed and kind of just cultivate this whole aura of where they got, you know, we are Sergio and Olathebel for, for the Europeans in the Ryder Cup. I think if you, the more that Spieth and Reed are able to play together, especially at home, I think that that could be an interesting dynamic, whereas Justin and, and Ricky are both very comfortable playing with each other. I could definitely see the, the cards kind of breaking that way. I thought they might put him with DJ. DJ and, and Justin Thomas. And again, a couple of big drivers, a couple of the best players on the planet. You wrong with the that. Last two, yeah. uh, he and Kepka played, uh, played together at the Ryder Cup, yeah. Dustin Johnson and Kepka. And then you, you do have the Phil element. Will Phil want to be with one of the young guys or will he want to go with a rookie? My guess is Mickelson takes his uh, arm and puts it around a rookie that hasn't been here before. Same, I could definitely same see thing that. that. I said with Adam Scott. Yeah. Phil fills those shoes for the U.S. side. And, and Phil, being a guy that's played all these tour uh, or team events since forever, time, yeah. um, you know, he, he, the enthusiasm of a Daniel Berg or somebody that's young or somebody like that uh, could help carry Phil a little bit too. And then also it could reignite Phil's juices a little bit like, hey, yeah, you think I'm an old man, watch this yeah. kind of thing. So. We saw that in Korea, too, where sure. he was kind of added as a pick and not really sure how he was going to play and played really well, went 3-1. and one. Right. What about the idea of putting two rookies together? I think that, that there's definitely potential. I would look even further down the list. Two of the guys that I'm most intrigued to see are Kisner and Charlie Hoffman. Yeah. I think Charlie Hoffman being a 40-year-old rookie is very interesting to see. He's had such a great year without a victory. I think he's going to be super motivated to play in this event. And I think that Kevin Kisner could be a star in the making in these team matches. Wow. I have longed to see Kisner in a match play situation. I think that he is going to absolutely embrace it. Would not surprise me to see him put up a 3-1, 4-1. One, one I go back to the pitch he made at New Orleans to force a playoff. I yeah. mean, here he is back against the wall, and he is a gutsy guy. No question about it. And almost, I don't want to lump him like Corey Pavin, but I'm like you. That's a guy I don't want to look at against match play because yep. he, he's looking at me like he wants to, to eat me or something. And, <laughs> and, and that kind of goes back to the point, though, of will the United States take this serious? I think they'll always have enough guys that this is their first, mm -hmm. that it will have that uh, incredible emotion and nerves and drama that will kind of bring all of them together. It will be interesting to watch that dynamic fill out. I, I think, uh, you know, Steve Stricker, kind of the opposite of what Nick Price is going through, where he's maybe struggling to find who to put certain players with. Uh, you know, Steve, really, every just about every guy out there has multiple options that you could see. With the format, uh, Will, the foursome matches in the morning, who would you sit if you're Steve Stricker? 
Huh, that is a good question. Um, you know, I might sit Phil. I think that's likely. Yeah. yeah, just given the format and given the depth that you have elsewhere, you want to try and get some of those rookies out, get them, you know, feel a little less jittery and kind of just get, get some matches under their belt. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Phil sit. Uh, and then for the second one, well, I don't know. Robert, what do you think? For I, I'm going out. If I'm Stricker, I'm going out and watching Hoffman and Chapel closely. They're, they're both rookies. They both want to play. They both played awful last week. They did. So is their game bad? I'm not going to throw you out because I like you, but you're you know struggling to hit a fairway or anything. Uh, is it just a fluke? Were they tired? Who knows? But also, but the Chapel, Chapel also has the X factor of success at Liberty National. He's one of the few guys. He's, he set the he course also, record. He also was in a playoff at Eastlake last year, and right. this year he was last place. There, see, there or you go. Bringing the facts place. to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, again, it goes back to there's, there's no bad options for Steve Stricker until the Americans lose the match, and then everyone's an armchair quarterback, and you say, well, you could have gone three different ways and won that match. But it would be so easy just to throw out your – I mean, that's the kind of the, that's the tough part for Stricker is it would be easy just to throw out your horses and, and sit guys that you aren't sure what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But then you, then your risk, now you've sat them and then you have to play them, right? I mean, you got to go, you got to go play them. It's, it becomes a, uh, it becomes a little cat and mouse for Steve Stricker in that he probably needs to play some guys that he might not be his best players, but he needs to get them in. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that especially when you're talking about the rookies, guys like Chapel, Hoffman, Kisner, it's going to be important for them to get out on the course early in that Thursday set. Because, again, it goes back to the format. You only have the one session on Thursday. So whoever sits, those two guys that sit out of that match, they're not going to play all day. They're not going to be able to play until Friday. So I, I do think that that makes Phil a very likely candidate to, to sit, not only because he can he has the experience, he can sit the match, but also age, he's, he can't play yeah. them all. And the foursomes format is not his strength. Not you his want strength. him in, in four ball, you want him in the best ball situation where he can have a little more margin for error. But you're right, I think, that, and again, this goes back to having five matches versus four. Think of how difficult the decisions would be if you have to sit four guys instead of just sitting two. All right, come up, Robert. Uh, give me the scenario, the best scenario for Nick Price on Thursday. <laughs> they need to win. Thursday is so important, more important than it's ever been. The the I would think the betting line is probably as wide as it's ever been. You got I think that US is clear favorite. Um, you know, you look at the world golf rankings and how how high everyone is. You've got to get your strength out there early. Have to. You've got to exp- uh, say maybe maybe you catch a Thomas uh, and a Spieth on their heels coming off of trying to win the $10 million FedEx Cup. Maybe you catch DJ, who's been a little off the last two weeks, not firing on all cylinders. And, you know, even though they're the favorite, let's try to catch them early and get as many points on the board as we can. And, and I think to add to, if we could, you know, wave the magic wand, to add to the excitement and make this a big event that steps towards the Ryder Cup, I'd like to see the U.S. down about two points going into the last day. Wow. That that will get everybody's attention. It'll get everybody on the U.S. team's attention, yep. and it'll make for a, an awesome final round. How about you, Will? Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, certainly the, the first matches are going to be more critical for the international team than they are for the Americans. I think it's very important for them to get a lead, whether it's 3-2, 3.5, one, one 1.5, whatever that may be. I think they need to see some of their flags on the leaderboard to kind of instill them with the confidence that, hey, maybe this is something that we can happen. So often we've seen... 
these matches get off to lopsided starts and then it feels like you get to Friday afternoon and, and the thing's already over. But, uh, you know, if I'm Nick Price, I'm probably going to look to sit Siwoo Kim unless I see something out of him this week. I think that's one. And then you look to maybe uh, Emiliano Grillo, who they added as, as a captain's pick, could be another guy. But you need people like Jonathan Vegas, Adam Hadwin, guys who have been somewhat inconsistent this year. You need them to have the best weeks of their year at the right time. And if they do, I mean, Adam Hadwin shot 59. I mean, yep. John, yeah, Johnny Vegas is a winner. I mean, if they, if, that's the thing about golf. If those guys play their best, they can beat anybody, and they can, they can pound anybody oh, yeah. if they're at their best. I mean, that's the beauty of golf and, and this whole situation. I want you each, uh, each to give me a guy for both the, the American team and the international team who you think the most important player is, one from each team that you believe will drive the ship to victory for each team. Uh, I will still stick with Adam Scott. I think that everything revolves around Adam Scott for the international team. He's going to be so important as a locker room guy, as just seen as the perceived leader, even though he's now the fifth highest ranked guy on that roster. I think people are going to look to him more than Hideki, more even than Jason Day as the leader of the team. And I think that he's going to be very important for the internationals. And then from the U.S. side, I mean, pick your poison. I'll, I'll still stick <laughs> with Spieth. And I think that even though... Justin Thomas beat him out for the FedEx Cup. Even though Dustin Johnson is the world number one, I think that Spieth, more and more as we get into these team matches, he is going to grow as a leadership figure moving forward. Yeah, is Reed going to have a flat uh, team event maybe this time? Probably not. Uh, that, that'll be Probably a first, right? He's the most important guy. Is he? Yeah. See, I think... I mean, I, I think he is developing <clears throat> and... His DNA, I mean, he wears his yes. Ryder Cup pants at every event. Yeah. Like, oh, he is yardage book cover. He has embraced this Captain America identity, maybe more so than anyone else. And I don't think for a second that he is not going to be flamboyant and, and rallying the troops up in, at Liberty National. I, I can see him going bananas when he wins a point. And... I really see him as, as the lightning rod for the U.S. still. And in that New York crowd, too, you don't think they're going to go watch him. I mean, he'll probably be more popular than a Spieth when I it comes so. to getting yeah. out there and watching in that particular event. Any other event, it's not going to happen. Um, I think for their own career, uh, Phil Mickelson's the most important guy. On the, on the, we're, we're at the twilight of his, of his career. I mean, really, he, he's, he's getting there. He hasn't won since the Open four years ago, and... It's just surprising to see him struggle. No top threes all year. Well, Father Time's undefeated, Robert. It, that's true. I, I haven't learned that yet. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll turn that around. Maybe I'll be the first. But, yeah, no, he's worn me out already. Um, but I think for self-motivation, going forward, keep going, why am I playing for? I'm in the Hall of Fame. I've got 42 wins. I've got all these majors. Of course, I'd love to get the U.S. Open to uh, round out the career Grand Slam, but that's about it. So this might spark Phil on. You know, getting these rookies out, not wanting to end this run. Um, but on the international side, I am fully in your court. I think lots hinges on Adam Scott. If he shows up, if Adam Scott shows up and doesn't win a point, it, there's no winning. I think that uh, there's probably a very, very, very good chance this is Phil's last team event. I was just going to say that you've now reached the point where I mean, even, if, even if he does play again, you go into every team event thinking right. this is going to be it. And let's look, at, let's look at just say this is a Ryder Cup year. Yeah. He's not on this team. Right. Nor do I think that there's a big expectation that he would. There's nothing I've seen out of Phil's game over the last year or you two. You don't jump that down. Makes me if, think if, that, if we're at the Ryder Cup going to Paris, yeah. you don't jump over 20 guys 
and take Phil. I don't think you can jump. Well, he was 15th. You weren't jumping. He, he was 15th okay. in the point, so he didn't jump too many. And the guys you were jumping were Brian Harmon, Gary Woodland. It's a you big ask a also in the next year to ask Phil to stay at 15. Right. That's the thing is that I think moving forward, projecting his game over the next year, I would say it's unlikely that he's going to merit a pick or qualify for a road rider cup especially. I think that's when you need to bring the guys that are playing their best at, at the time. He'll so, be there and just won't right. be his player. But you know, it was just a year ago, just a little more than a year ago, that he put maybe his best performance of his life that's up true. at Troon. Yep. And, and he looked like, I mean, prime Tiger Woods. It just so happened that Stinson went a little haywire, too, and, you know, must have skipped point. a few holes somewhere. Yeah. But he's not that far removed, and, and I thought he was going to have an incredible season. He started off solidly and then has the two hernia surgeries. He's out for a while. He comes back, and he never was quite the same. The putting wasn't as good. Uh, chipping was still great for most people, but not for Phil Mickelson. Uh, you know, driver, yeah, that's never been the... I just, I just think there's going to be an appreciation factor involved because he didn't, you didn't get that feel at Hazeltine last year that, wow, this could be the last time we see Phil in the right. red, white, and blue. And I think that this time, this week, and then moving forward to any subsequent team matches, you've got to think this could be the last time so that we of, see him in this of arena. Of course, too, Phil and Sergio match, they got, it got overshadowed by Reed and McElroy, yeah. but that was nuts. I, one Once made again, eight birdies in an eagle, one golf, made ten birdies. Some of the best golf Mickelson has ever, ever, ever played. played. And it wasn't that long ago. Where... If he comes out and does something like to, similar to that, maybe that is also taken into account the following year by Jim Furyk, who's very close with Phil, mm -hmm. where he says, well, the last time we, last two times we put you in this environment, Hazeltine and then Liberty National, you played your best golf. I'm riding, I'm riding the, the, the old horse one more time. All right, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Let's get to it, guys. 30-point system. Uh, give me the final score and, and how you think it ultimately plays out. Uh, I will go 17-13 U.S. I think that it's a, an American victory. I'll look at that. See him. 17-13. I even wrote it down. About that. All right. So you get, he gets extra points no, because he wrote it down. I just get points to say it first because I talked first. But I, I think that, uh, Robert, to your point, that it would really help the environment if the internationals were leading going into Sunday singles. I don't think that they're going to be able to do that on paper just because of the depth issues that we've talked about. So I could see a situation where the U.S. is leading by two, three, four points going into Sunday, and then they kind of just hold serve in the singles match. That's, I, I said the same thing, 17-13 U.S., and I can only hope and pray that they don't actually lose points on Sunday to get to that, that it's not just a big blowout after the first uh, couple of days. You want to see excitement. You don't want to see uh, uh, just a celebration walking around the course, inevitability that they're going to win. It's golf. It is. And, and, I mean, you look up and down the international team, the fact that we're almost kind of sound like we're counting them out is insane. It These is. guys are all great, great golfers and, and capable of beating anyone. For me, it just comes down to the camaraderie. You look at what Europe has, and the United States had to form a task force to try to copy what the Europeans are able to put forth in the Ryder Cup. Then you go to the President's Cup, and... You just talk about how much more unity the United States has than the internationals because they are all pulled from so, so many different parts of the globe. In the end, that is probably just too big of an ask to overcome those challenges where there could be pairings where it is difficult for the two players to even communicate mm -hmm. with one another. It's probably ultimately uh, what makes them such an overwhelming underdog. With that said, uh, I'm with you on Adam Scott. Uh, I see Scott going undefeated, and it comes Oof. down to Adam right. Scott on Sunday. If he can close out his match on Sunday, you could see the upset. Give me Adam Scott, Patrick Reed coming down the stretch in singles. 
I'll sign up for that. Very good. That'd work for me. U.S. would want that too, I think. <laughs> uh, you want Reed, Ride yeah. Reed? Just Ride keep Reed, yep. Captain America. Yeah. Listen, uh, that's the beauty of golf. It's what makes these uh, so much fun to watch. And, of course, we'll be watching on Golf Channel and NBC just the reality that in golf, more than any other sport, by a long shot, anything can happen. We see it every single week on the PGA Tour where you have uh, players that have just missed cut after cut after cut that all of a sudden have a chance to win on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for joining us here on the Golf Channel podcast. We'll talk to you again real soon. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.